Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. On an almost starless night, three scions find themselves doing battle with something from beyond the empty sky. Join Becca, Yorin, and Slavek in a Scion 2nd edition game, Under the Lonely Sky. If you want to learn more about Twin Cities by Night, you can find us on Twitter at Twin underscore Cities underscore BTM, where you can find a link to our Discord. Thank you for listening, and enjoy. Welcome, listeners, to the what should hopefully be the finale of Under the Lonely Sky. Now, where we last left off, our heroes were just about to face something the conductor had summoned from beyond the lonely sky. So, the four of you are... The three of you, sorry, not, I'm not cat myself. Three of you are, you know, standing. It's, so first of all, it's dark outside. It's nighttime. And the only sources of light in the area are essentially these torches and a few electric lights strung up around the uh, centaur's camp. And aside from that, like if you look beyond the little circle of light, you see nothing. It's pitch black outside. The only thing you can see in the distance is like a small glimmer of light that you assume to be the town of Douglas that you just left. The only thing you could smell in the air is like, you know, forest, woods, ash. And you see before you, you see the air is starting to like distort and extend. It's bizarre to see. It's like the air itself is trying to rip itself apart. And you see... A figure, like a shape, start to sort of bulge from the disturbance in the air. And then at some point, it's almost like like a hand starts to like, almost like from a cocoon, almost like it tears through the air. And you see, like, you see a long chitinous, but like, it's very thick, almost like as big as like a, uh, like a, like a tree branch. It's very thick. And you see like one limb emerge, then two, then another one, then another one, and even more. And then you see, it looks like a kind of, almost, it's, its skin is like an insect, black and shelled, but you see like, almost like cracks where it looks almost burned. And you hear like, it, it's like the thing emerges and you hear it like ga- gagging and coughing and it seems to be puking up ash. But every and you almost faintly hear the sound of like a flute playing in the in the distance from somewhere you can't tell. And you see the thing; it, it's about like size of a grizzly bear. It's easily like ten, you know, eight feet tall. It's hunched over, and you see it's got like six legs, like two muscular ones, a smaller like small a smaller pair that close up to its chest, another pair of like short stubby ones and on for the near the ground. You see the conductor, the woman who was covered in ash, who just drew a, some kind of symbol on the ground in her own blood. You see her look at the thing, and she says, It's wrong. You, you made me do it wrong. This, it's not supposed to be here. You made me do it wrong. And then you see a centaur sort of like, the centaurs are sort of like cluster around her and sort of form like a protect, uh, protective semicircle between her and the thing that's emerged from the, uh, 
from from the uh, from the beyond. All right. Now, everyone, give me initiative because I forgot what we had it last time, and so we're just going to do a whole new round of it again. So, initiative is going to be your cunning plus your best combat skill. All right. So, it looks like Faro and Blanca will go on the same turn, and Alex gets to go before either of them. And let me check what the bad guys are. Okay. So the the monster and the centaurs will go first, then Alex, then Furrow and Blanca. So I would say the centaurs, you see you see one of you see like one of them sort of pick up and cradle the conductor and they see they, they start retreating behind as like the as the another group of them sort of like levels their guns and just sort of you know they take they take shots at you guys. Like trying to because basically he like there's the the centaurs the monster in between the two groups and then there's you guys sort of clustered around, so they're gonna try and shoot at Faro because I believe you were the one out most of the open. Okay, so make some defense rolls, Faro. Which is what again? Uh, I believe look you should see like on your sheet it should say resilience on the thing. Use the highest. Uh, <sighs> Like either like stamina or I think it would be like stamina or dexterity or something like that to for defense. All right, so that's three attacks coming your way. So I'll need to roll three times. Yes. The first one I got zero, and the second two I got one each. Okay, so you managed to like I guess you sort of deflect the bullets with like your uh, gauntlets from one of them, but you still you still take two injuries. So mark off on your uh, health. Two injuries. All right. Now the monster is going to going to move, and it's if it looks between the two groups. But then, as soon as the shooting starts, it launches itself at the centaurs. All right. Now let me roll for that. I, I don't know if in, don't roll for that. So yeah, you see, it picks up one of the centaurs, and using its bare hands, it, it just rips the thing in two along along the the horse part, and. The, and of course, that causes like a whole bunch of panic, and you hear you know screams and cries all going all you know, going all around the place. As you hear, like you hear the fading voice of the conductor saying, "They they ruined it! They ruined it!" As it fades into the background. Now it is Alex's turn. Okay, I have a question. On the notes on my character sheet, it says "War Perfume Innate Power." You can grant a group of heavy followers. Uh, with the savage tag yeah so that means if you had um say if you like, that's a birthright so say if you had like uh, say if ishtar given you a group of uh your followers to act as, act as uh you know your bodyguards essentially then you could say yeah uh, you can basically help them fight more viciously mm, okay that does not that is not what happened then uh which is a little sad Curse you. Uh, anyway, I... Hey, Ishtar, Ishtar basically said, nobody of mine is going to be going to rely on others to do it. You're going to kick your own ass. And if you can't kick your own ass, then you can shoot your own ass. Wait, that well, came great. out wrong. Well, no, I, I could. Uh, but instead, I'm going to imbue one legend and ask the storyteller questions about the fight using my boon, understanding the battlefield. All right. What do you want to know? So, <laughs> everything. Um no, the main thing that I want to know is what we should be on the lookout for. So you know that the uh, mo- the biggest threat, honestly, is the monster right in front of you, the one that's currently you know you know shredding a centaur to pieces. Okay, 
is there anything to indicate that if we take out the conductor that the monster that 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 has influence on the monster itself um yeah no you you don't you definitely don't feel like the way she's acting and the way the centaurs are behaving it's clear that whatever she was trying to do it didn't happen and you got you she got this thing instead yeah and it's getting away from her um then I'm going to just ask one more thing. Is there a tactical advantage that we can have in this fight? Hmm. I'll say that for right now, all you know is that it's big, it's muscly. You you want to keep your distance from it. Okay, perfect. I'm already at distance. Can I still do something or was that my turn? I think it, it, it's, it, I don't think spending legends really count. It's not like D&D where you can only do like so many actions. Uh, if I'd say that's that's more of a that's you like mentally con- consulting your divine knowledge, so you can still do like a physical action. Okay, then I will do two. Uh, I will do two things. I will first scream at uh, Faro and uh, Morales to get the fuck out of there, because they need to get distance as well, and I will uh, shoot at the monster. All right. So I'll say you're a bit of a longer range. So that's, I think that is a, it's a cunning plus your firearms. I'm shooting with my rifle. So that's an additional plus one for three successes. All right. So that's four successes. Let me check the thing. Oh, I think it's three because I rolled two successes. So with the plus one, it's three. Okay. So, so it's just three successes then? Yep. So yeah, that's you. You basically you hit it, and you see it like it makes a little scorch mark on its skin, but it doesn't penetrate at all. Not like that. All right. Now, does, do you want? Does it, you want to do anything else? Or is that it? No, that's it for now. All right. So now we're gonna go to Faro. Faro, you've been shot. There's a monster very close to you. Who's like you? You you got some centaur blood all over your face. What do you do? So if the centaurs and the conductor are on the far side of mm-hmm. me with the monster in the middle, I, I heard what Alex said. So instead of like backing towards like running away from the situation altogether, I actually want to run uh, sort of like parallel and around. I want to keep my eye on the conductor. So you almost want, in, you want, to, almost want to like run, like keep an eye on the conductor and her centaur guard, but like not run into the monster. Exactly. Exactly. So like giving it a, giving myself a wide berth while they focus and maybe the monster will take them out. That would be great. But I want to make sure that that person is who we take out at the end of the day. And hopefully we'll take out the monster as well. Given her, her lion-esque feelings, it, would it be appropriate? Like she kind of crouches down on all fours and starts running that way. Like, is that, that something yeah. I can do? Yeah. Okay. Cause I would prefer not to get shot again. <laughs> Uh, you know, being shot is never a fun thing. All right, so to do that, I'd say give me a since everyone's being distracted. I'd say give me a cunning plus. I'd accept subterfuge. Uh, and so since I'm following advice from Alex, that gives me a plus three enhancement. Yes, I will say that you know basically like since you're you're following her advice of you know not going just running past the monster directly, you're keeping your distance. That will give you a plus three enhancement. So because I'm bruised two degrees, I need two more successes, and I only rolled one. 
So, so you had you rolled one success, but that's yep. three, and so the takeaway two. So you have two successes essentially. No, I didn't roll th- three successes. I rolled one success. No, because of the because, enhancement. Oh, the enhancement, and oh, I made that as dice. Gosh darn it! Um, I, so I, I made I that as a dice roll. It's it's automatic successes. Yeah, but essentially, yeah, essentially, yeah. Okay, uh, should I re-roll that? Yes, then? please. Okay. I know it, it's 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 a bit totally different thinking from some other systems, but once, yeah, you just have to remember what each things mean, which is not easy to find it in the book because it is a mess and all over the place. So a total of four successes. So yeah, so that's so the takeaway the two that you have to overcome. So two successes not enough. Yeah, I'd say that's enough because you you know you even though you're very much you you're bleeding a bit you're. You know, you're, you're feeling a bit shaken, but, you know, the chaos that the monster is c- causing and, you know, between the, you know, between, you know, the blinding flashes of light that Alex had been shooting uh, earlier, the centaurs are all confused and disordered. So they don't really, they don't really pay attention to you as you circle around trying to, and you see, so you see the conductor, she's like being cradled by one of the centaurs and they're just sort of moving, like they're retreating essentially, they're moving down the camp. Like towards the open prairie. All right, now it is Blanca's turn. All right, uh, do we have a battle plan? <laughs> you had one, but then the monster showed up. I think the battle plan currently is get you and Faro out of there. Yeah, what's the situation right now? Like, where am I compared to the others? I think you said you were hanging back. So basically, like Faro is right there in the middle of it. You're somewhere like between. Somewhere in the uh, like higher up on the hill, and then and then Alex is like sniping from a perch. Right. I think that's how I. I guess I try to rendezvous with Alex. That kind of makes sense, strength and numbers and all that. All right. And also, you know, Monk is not that much of a fighter. Yeah, so that's what I'm trying to do while dodging any possible harm that might come my way. All right, I'll make a roll for that. Just because okay. it's you know you know they're not the biggest priority right now for for any party involved. Pretty much. All right. So do you want to do anything else, or does he want? They don't really have ranged attacks, do you they? You do have you do have Virgil. He can make attacks for you. Oh, that's true. That's true. I guess I could send Virgil to help Fro. We'll do that. That makes sense. All right. Always forget the pets. It's the Tillman syndrome. <laughs> All right, so I'd, I'd say make a roll for the for Virgil then to see if he can you know, also sneak around with Faro. I'd say, I'd say you could use six dice for that because it's pretty, you know, like a dog. So you get, it's pretty good for that. Yeah, makes sense. So yeah, for those listening at home, if you want if you want to use like a, a creature or a follower, no, a creature essentially, you just say you know, how many dice you think it would have. Like a say a six, a four, or a two, based on how well you think that creature could do a task. So say if you wanted Virgil to you know de- decipher a uh, <laughs> decipher a lost text, that'd be a two. That'd be no no go. All right, so two successes for Virgil. Yeah, he's they, the the dog just sneaks. But right, it, it just, you know, it starts darting between like the centaur's legs and they don't even notice it. Okay. All right. So now that's the end of one turn. And now it is the centaur's turn again. So at this point, the centaurs are 
basically like they're not gonna shoot. Then they're, they're pretty much their their entire attention is on the creature, and they're just trying to shoot at it. And you can all of you you can see that like some it's odd. Like you see like the bullets they clearly hit the thing, but some of them you see like actually give me a let's say a cunning plus firearms to see if you notice something. I got two successes. I got three. None for me. Mark it in the momentum. All right. So, Faro, you, Faro and Alex, you, you, you both see like you know, like almost like little sparks happen whenever like bullets like hit the thing. But Faro, you notice distinctly that occasionally, like a bullet will hit the thing and then it'll just bounce right back, and you see like a centaur will like fall down to the ground like a, as a as a bullet hole appears on him. All right. <laughs> That was a fun reaction. All right. So, the, and you see, like, the monster, it's, right now, its attention is completely focused. So that's the centaurs. So now the monster, it, it is, again, it's just completely focused on the centaurs as they're the ones actively doing, keeping its attention. So it, it's like, you see, it, it just leaps onto the ground. And at one point, you swear it, like, you lose track of it more times than you feel like it should because this, it, it's almost like, like the thing almost like seems to like vanish from your sight for like a blink of an eye, then it appears like in a totally different location. And now it is Alex's turn again. So yeah, you see the monster just like you know literally just carving a path through the centaurs. So what direction is it going compared to me and Faro? It's going away from you. And it's, it's basically, it's because, so right now you're on like a sort of a hill area. So you were higher up on the hill and the centaur is going down the hill towards the prairie where you guys came from. Roughly in more or less the direction that the town is in. Yeah, that's a problem. Like I would love to use Blather and Skite again. I just don't know if that would work on this monster because I do not know if it under- would understand me. Oh, well, I would say you could try. I could. I bet that that does not count as a lower tier monster. It does not. Okay. Can you remind me what a neck roll is? It's whatever skill you think is appropriate. So let's say for this one, I would say like it would be intellect plus whatever you think would be best. Yeah. Normally I would say persuasion, but I don't have persuasion. So either leadership or empathy. I think. I'd say empathy. That's yeah. Only one success. So yeah, I'm afraid that's not quite enough. You 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 st- you shout some gibberish, but unfortunately, it's drowned out by the many many gunshots and screams of all the others. And again, Once again, <laughs> and again, that's the only person who you just see Blanca sort of turned you with like a a what expression on her face. Yeah, never mind. Never mind that. Just disregard all of that. Morales, do you think you can get to a car, even though they are moving in that direction, or to the truck? Uh, I guess I'll have to recall Virgil to, like, I don't know, delay them or something. Yeah, but it seems like bullets are not really doing anything. So I was thinking maybe a truck would. Well, maybe a magic truck would. Does any truck that you drive automatically become a magic truck? No, just my own car is magic. Ah, damn it. Yeah. Well, unless you allow me to still but take But I could the take shop. the truck and bring get my own car. 
but your car is in repair. Yeah. Your car is broken. I have knacks that I can like rebuild stuff. Technically, I could, I guess, be a legend or something. Oh, actually, that's a great idea. Let me see how twists of fate work again. Well, while you figure that out, uh, Quinn, I don't know if I'm allowed to do anything else in my turn. Uh, I'd say that, you, yeah. Uh, um, well, what do you, do you want to try anything else? Just let, talk to me. T- speak well, to me. I will. I would always... Always, even though it seems hopeless, try and lose, uh, like try and shoot this thing. If only because I do shoot magical bullets. Okay, so give me another. Uh, I'd say it's a bit. Uh, that's that's the yeah, same range. I'd say give me another cunning plus your firearms. So basically, what I'm doing is instead of walk and talk, I do a talk and shoot. <laughs> Finally, all those gun lessons just are dragged you to are paying off. Yeah, not really with three successes in total. Nah. Do you have an enhancement for that, or are you counting those? No, I am counting those. So for my firearms, okay. I have uh, three, and then my cunning is five, so I roll eight dice, and then my Babylonian rifle says plus one. Uh, that, that, that's, that's, not a, add, that's not adding dice, it's adding uh, successes. Yeah, but I okay. rolled two successes. Oh, I see, I see. Got it. And then plus one makes three successes in total again. All right. So yeah, again, you 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 just like you just sort of you just sort of scorch its paint job a bit, essentially. Well, I tried. All right, that's your turn, and now it is Furrow's turn. I, I'm torn between trying to warn Alex about shooting at it, but if like if I do that, I'm pretty close to the centaurs, and she's pretty far away, so I'll have to scream it, and I don't want them to hear it. <laughs> So I, I think I'm just going to maintain my course where I'm not running towards, I'm just like running parallel with them, okay. just trying to stay out of the way. All right. So I'll say that you see like that the centaur, like those like the, there's like two groups of centaurs right now. There's like one group sort of trying to go and try to, to uh, you know, attack the monster. There's another group that sort of, it seems to be like, like they're sort of clustered around the conductor and there's, they're starting, you see like they're starting to, it looks like they're trying to, they, they're like grabbing, they're grabbing like, you know, stuff out of their tents, putting, you know, you know, grabbing backpacks. It looks like they're getting ready to leave in a hurry. And you know, like, you know, around you, there's just a big open prairie around you. So they, if you want, they can just, they're very close to, you know, just vanishing off into the night. Basically like they're, there's plenty of places for them to run away to. Okay. Well, if my main goal is to try to hunt down the, conductor then i would rather focus on that okay so you want so are you going to just keep your distance or do you want to like try to uh, i don't know uh attack the group around the conductor no this is going to be a terrible idea the second i do that i'm going to die but sure why not let's uh let's okay. go for that group okay we're good we're, we're going in folks all right so what what was do you want? so right now i'd say the conductor she is still being carried by a centaur Sort of like they've, they've, you see, like they sort of, uh, like later on, like some sort of looks like some like a stretcher almost. And you see, like, you see, that they see, like, two centaurs are carrying the stretcher with her on it. And you see, that's about three other centaurs are just sort of going around, like, grabbing stuff, like, putting stuff into packs and you're know, getting supplies. So there's about five centaurs, three, two of them carrying the conductor, three of them, you know, are still gathering supplies. Would I be able to use my perfect camouflage knack at all? I would say yes. Okay. 
Cool. Because they, they have help a lot. All right. Okay. So I'm rolling up to be sneaky. Yes. To uh, start so, with. All right. So yeah, give me. I would say that's a cunning plus subterfuge. I have a total of five successes. You you are a ghost in the night. Oh, yeah. that's good. So basically, yeah, you, you like you just despite all logic, you you just managed to like you know, perfectly just like sneak in. You you you're just like you 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 get right up to them, like within like you know spinning distance of the group. I'll say I, I won't. It won't be able to attack this turn yet because you 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 had to be careful and you're sneaking up. Seems reasonable. All right, now it is Blanca Morales's turn. All right, I'm just going to try to do a combination of things. Okay. So a path allows me to call upon a connection or a contact or a group of associates, right? Mm-hmm. And I have the temple of, of my goddess. Mictecatiquatl. Yeah. Mictecatiquatl or, well, I tried. And can I get maybe could i get a spirit or an undead to get my car from the shop to here oh okay i i i like that idea a a literal ghost rider yeah okay i assume it will involve some chanting maybe like a small ritual or something yeah probably a few drops of blood here and there Mm -hmm. yeah i don't don't think you have to roll for anything i think you just sort of like Mm -hmm. You know, you, 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 uh, you like you, 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 like you, you get like your little dagger you have on you, and you just like sort of pick a finger and just like, you know, draw some you know, symbols on the ground and your own blood and, you know, chanting something in Nahuatl. And I'll say, yeah, yeah, you would, and miles away in town, you see the car is going like, all right. All right. Do you want to do anything else? Because I do, you did send Virgil out to accompany Pharaoh. Yeah, I mean he can stay there if the car is going to me. Okay. Do you want to have because do you want to have Virgil also sneak up on them, or do you want to keep like Virgil like at a distance from the centaur group? I mean, I don't want Virgil to get hurt, so I guess the sneak up on him is probably the best thing to do. Okay. Give me another roll for that. All right. Three successes. That's enough. <laughs> Again, it's you know the do- the dog is kind of low priority for the centaurs. All right. That is everyone's turn again. So now it is the centaur's turn again. All right. So you see, like, you know, some of the centaurs, they they start they started to sort of latch catch on to the idea that, you know, shooting the thing doesn't really work. So now you see, like, they're starting to try to get into melee range. So you see, so, so you, all of you, you see that the centaurs, they start picking up, like, spears. A couple of them have, like, most, like, they're... Spears, like, you know, most of them are just, you know, handmade, look like just bits of sharpened wood. Some of them actually look like, you know, proper spears with metal tips. And so you see that they start charging it. And you do see that at one point, like a whole group, sort of like a whole group of them sort of start charging in at the, at the monster. But then, it's, but then literally, like, it's, the monster vanishes for a second. The next thing you know, it's behind the centaurs and then it, it, like, just rips off the head of two of them. So now it is Alex's turn again. Yeah, bullets really do not work. Can I see that Faroe is trying to get to the conductor, even though she is camouflaged? That is a good question. I don't think so. 
just because Faro you know is very good at being sneaky when she wants to, and you know that includes being sneaky from you. Yeah, true. I was trying to figure out. I think it does still make sense to instead focus on that group of centaurs. Um, so you uh, so so yeah. So sorry, but so what are you going to do? I'm going to change my aim towards that group of centaurs. Which one? The one that's attacking the monster or the one that's trying to run away? The group that's trying to get away with the conductor. Okay. Because anything that's attacking the monster is actually my, like, that's a benefit to me. So I'm not going to try and shoot them. And I'm going to also try and get that uh, light burst again, which might actually have extra effect now because it is so extremely dark. Okay. So give me a. I say this is. It's more of a. It's more of a shot. It's longer distance. So give me an intellect plus your uh, firearms roll. You're having to do more mathematics with your shot shooting. Yeah, that totals out to a two successes. Okay, so like, which centaur are you trying to shoot specifically? Are you trying to shoot one of the ones carrying the conductor or one of the ones gathering supplies? I'm trying to get to get to somebody's uh, gathering the supplies, hoping that the light burst, which will not happen, but hoping that the light burst will take out the others. Okay, so you, I'll say that you managed to, sh- to snipe one of the uh, ones gathering the supplies. You, I'll say you know you you get them right as they bend over, as they stand up after get it, gathering something, picking something up off the ground, and the head just pops off. And at that point, you see that the centaurs sort of like look around and they, they're like, oh, yeah, there's there's not just the monsters. Also, another group of people trying to kill us. Oh, yeah. There used to be a sniper taking us off one by one. Right. All right. Now it is Faro's turn. All right. Using the kind of disarray with the group as they realize one of the centaurs close by just died and they're kind of looking around being like, whoa, what just happened? Uh, Faro's going to use that distraction to get as close to the conductor as she can. And um, do I actually have claws or... I'll say like you have like gauntlets, like that they have yeah. claw tips. Okay. Again, just trying to go for that as quick as possible kill. We'll see how it works out. Trying to puncture the conductor's throat with those claw tips. Okay, so you're going to make an attack on the conductor? All right. Give me a might... Plus close combat roll, and you will you will get a plus two enhancement because you are sneaking up on them. Six successes. Wow. Okay. Let me see what I can do right now. I think I got something I can do here. All right. So I'm afraid for for oh, I'm this is the point where I'm pulling the ST card and I'm I'm spending some tension. Fine, now, I'll allow it. <laughs> thank you. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm just so you guys know, I'm spending four tension, leaving me with only two to basically say like, you know, right as you you're, uh, you you spring out from the, uh, I guess from the bushes and you you basically you try to spear your claws at the conductor's throat. But then right as you're about to do it, you see like, again, you see like her the skin sort of like fade away and start to turn like this, almost like a silhouette of just the constellations of the stars. And you see, like you, you hit you hit her, but again, it's it feels like 
it feels like almost hit, like hitting a, like a mat of some kind. You, you, you feel the impact, but it, it seems like just dissolve into nothing. So now you, you, you see like the, 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 you see the, the, the silhouette on the stretcher. It sort of leans up and it's just looking at you with this faceless, just a void of stars and space. It just says, you ruined everything. So now we're going to go to, Bl- it's Blanca's turn. All right. Uh, I assume my ride is still on the way. Yes. It's, I'll let's see how many rolls it will take because I'm going to bet it's, it's just booking. All right. Maybe it could take a shortcut through the underworld. I would, I would allow that. But I would say you have to spend a legend to remotely do that. Okay. I mean, the car can do that normally, though. Yeah, but it's, 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 it's basically like doing divine remote control things. So okay. that's, that's okay. a bit more complicated. Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, you know what? Why not? Let's do it. All right. So I think you're, you're out of legend for now, right? Yeah. All right. So yeah, I'll say like you know the car is driving along the road, you're driving down the street of Douglas, and then it just it, you see it, it, it's it sinks into the ground, and eventually it'll pop up again. I'll say in since you spent the legend, I'll say in another two turns, you'll the the car will show up in another two turns. Okay. I guess I'll let Virgil do his thing. What do you want him to do? Where is he currently? So, so he is like, he was, he is like sort of in the outskirts of the camp looking at the, uh, the group of centaurs that are, are surrounding the conductor and now Faroe. I guess I'll just tell Virgil to cover Faroe and then just back off once the car arrives. All right. So you want to make an attack with Virgil or do you want to just have him do something else? Probably just normal attack. Okay, give me a roll. I'd say six dice is acceptable. All right. Yeah, three successes. All right. I'll say that, yeah, you know, you see Virgil, you know, teeth, furrow, you see Virgil like a leap out of the darkness. Because for those of you who don't know, I, I don't know how to pronounce this name, but Zwaffle Dogs, like X-O-T-O-L, like the ones from Coco, they're... They're, they're hairless and their skin is naturally black. So for all, you see just a figure like just leap out of the shadows, like and just like you'll land on the back of one of the centaurs and it just it just tears into the, the back of their neck, and the centaur goes down. All right. So now it is the centaur's turns now. So now there is so the while the rest of them are still occupied with the monster, there's still one. There's still three by Fro. Two of them are holding a stretcher, cutting the, the conductor. One of them has his hands free. And so I'll say that the one with his hands still free goes and like looks at you and it takes decides to take a shot at you. And one of the ones holding the conductor tries to kick out at you. So the one one of them shoots at you and it misses, but then the other one, it you see the one that kicks out at you with its back legs, and that one does manage to have two successes against you. Sorry, I'm rolling defense against that. Yes, zero successes. So uh, you 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 get a hoof right to the chest as it knocks you back down, knocks you away from the conductor, and right now I'd say it, it just knocks you flat on the ground, and yeah, that should be it for the centaurs and the monsters, which is. Which and all of you notice by this point the centaurs that have been fighting the monster, there are very few of them left right now, and you don't think it'll be long before it's the monster's finished carving its way through the centaurs. 
All right. Now, for, now it is Alex's turn. I'm going to do the same thing that I already did. Shoot another one of the centaurs that are that are trying to flee. Okay. Which yep. one are you shooting at? The one there's still one's holding gathering supplies, and there's two holding the stretcher for the conductor. Well, I can. I, I think I did see the struggles that there is struggles happening over there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to assume that that is Faro because uh-huh. I've not seen Faro in a while, and take out one of the people or one of the centaurs carrying the stretcher. Okay, give me an intellect plus firearms roll. That is three successes in total. All right. So Faro, the centaur who kicked you, you you see it like you it 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 you know it turns to try and like you stomp on you stomp on stomp on you. And then it's that a hole just appears in its chest and it slumps over. And you see the stretcher that was carrying the conductor falls to the ground. And you see the, the silhouette of the stars just sort of tumbled to the ground in a heap. Did I pass by two successes or more? Oh, yeah, you did. So, yeah. And also, as the chest explodes, it literally also explodes in a blinding flash of light. Furrow, give me a. What would the. Well, I'd say give me a dexterity plus. What would it be? Dex plus what? I say close combat to to basically you know to realize oh hey it's Alex doing the thing better cover your eyes. I only got one success. All right, I'll say you 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 throw your hands over as it blinds you, but you you won't be blinded as long as a centaur. So you'll be you'll be seeing spots, but you'll still be able to see somewhat. All right, now it that was Alex. Now it is Faroe's turn. Okay, so quick question. When the centaur kicked me, did that give me another wound? Um, I would say yes. Okay, cool. I'm at injured, so this is going to be fun. At this point, I will try to collect my senses real quick, and I'm going to try to run off with the conductor. If I have to, like, grab her by the arm, fireman-style Okay. Carry her over my shoulders and start running away. Okay, for that, just give me a might plus athlet plus athletics. Okay, so I only got one success. I, with all my injuries, I doubt that's enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid. Yeah, you, you like you, you go to like try to like you know, yank her up, off the ground, but you know as you do so, you, something you know, all your numerous injuries sort of like twinge, and you just sort of you know, I you sort of flop as you try to like you. Know, it's like you. Try to pull, but then your body just says no. All right, so now it is Blanca's turn. So yeah, your car will show up next round. Okay, so how's Furrow doing? Not well, right? No, not well. There's only two centaurs by Furrow right now. Virgil still got one, and there's still two more. Can Virgil drag Furrow out of combat? I think I'd... uh, I guess that'd be up to, like, Furrow, I guess. It'd be sort of, like, uh, up to you two to decide what you want to do for that. Yeah. Does Fur want to be dragged out of combat or does she want to stay in the fight? She might be disoriented enough to, I mean, it, it will be difficult for, for Just Virgil to do it. a strategic retreat or regroup. All right. So, yeah, I don't I don't think Virgil's very used to that you're trying to drag people off. So give me that. Yeah, he's place. not a rescue dog. Okay. Okay. Uh, zero successes. All right, so yeah, you, you, Furrow, you, you feel you know Virgil. He tries to like you know when he sees just when he sees you stumble to the ground, he tries to you know nudge you and try to pick you back up. But unfortunately, you, you, he's not really built to you know carry you. 
So you, he just sort of like, you know, try, he sort of, like, you know, half nudges you up. All right. So next turn arrives. And by this point, you've noticed that. So the centaur. So, all right. So you see the centaur who, one of the centaurs left by Pharaoh. They, they see her just ignore you completely. And you see them just like pick up the conductor and just start running away as fast as they can into the night. The other one will remain and they tr- will try to take a... Actually, will they want to do that? Uh, yeah, I'll say that the, the two centaurs, they just, you know, just they just ignore you and they, they're just trying to run to the night. However, by this point, you've, you all of you notice something. There, aside from the two running off into the night, one of them holding the conductor, you don't hear any more centaurs moving around. Like our style and ready to jump into a longer-term game? Make sure to check out Missouri Crossing, our Down Darker Trails Call of Cthulhu 7th Edition game. Starting in the Dakotas in the 1800s, our players have just settled in what will be known as Bismarck, North Dakota, Missouri Crossing. 